welcome in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here we are in Darlington, Indiana, you know, at the United Methodist Church. And I was so thankful that Diana called me because uh, I was like, wow, I didn't scare anybody. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that felt, it felt really wonderful. And it's a joy uh, and also, it's a, you know, it's a massive joy to share the, the gospel, to share the word of the Lord with you. And not only that, but it's an awesome responsibility uh, as well. So I, I just couldn't be more pleased that she, she gave that call. Well, today, uh, the sermon lesson is in Ephesians. It's chapter 6. It's verses 10 through 20, and it's called the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, oh, yeah, you can say that if you want. That's great. <laughs> well, Paul was writing this. He was given final. Uh, he was given instructions and given final instructions to the Ephesians. And, and, and his last word that he said, he wants you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, because. We are going to do battle with a wily opponent. What does wily mean? Anybody? Ah, yes. If you're our age, you probably say it's a coyote that chases a bird around. <laughs> the coyote thought he was pretty, he was scheming, right? Crafty, sly, deceitful. Anything else? Devious. Not very smart, Not very smart though. <laughs> no, wasn't very successful. But that is what we are fighting. We're not fighting this cartoon coyote, though, but we're fighting the devil. And the devil is all those things. And how in the world are we supposed to fight such a crafty foe? You know, God gave us a great gift. He said... Here, I give you my whole armor. Now we start 
by girding our waist with the truth, you know? And you can't beat the truth. And I know if I'm going to go into battle, I want to wear the belt of truth. Because I know what happens when you don't wear a belt. <laughs> now, in, in, in case you don't know, it was made popular in song just a few years ago on a very famous television program called American Idol. <laughs> and the guy, I'll even sing it for you, it's real short. What happens when you don't wear pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. And I don't know too many of us that go fight the devil with your pants on the ground. That just won't quite work. Now today a soldier, they wear a belt, guess, obviously, keep the pants up, but they also store their ammunition in a belt, right? Yeah. And back then, all the soldiers wore tunics. And in case you don't know what a tunic is, it's just a one-piece garment that fits over yourself. It's sort of like a robe. And they have a belt around it to cinch it at the waist. Because if you've ever worn a robe, I almost wore mine today. Not my bathroom. I have one of those fancy, you know, you'd, you'd call it a minister's robe. But it's not really. It's a college robe. Ease of movement or you're using the weapon. Let's hear the word of God and arm you with that truth. John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. John 18, 37, Jesus answered as he was talking to Pilate, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Now, the second item he gave was to put on that breastplate of righteousness. Now, a breastplate covers all the vital organs. You know, today we have, you know, body armor, and back then, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's a breastplate. And, and you hook that on yourself because it's taking, you know, it's the center mass. Any of you who've been in the military understand that. Or if you're a police officer, you know, you, you like to target the center mass. It's the biggest area. But also, it has all the vital organs list, uh, there itself. So you, you need that breastplate to, you know, uh, to protect yourself. You know, and, and this body that you're protecting was purchased by, you know, the body and the blood. And I'll get to that later if you bear with me. So you know, make sure you wear this properly. And to wear that thing properly, you've got to make sure, as it says here in 1 Peter 5, 8, and this is the English Standard Version. I usually say most of my stuff from the New King James Version, not because I think it's the greatest in the world. It's just because I like it. Uh, I like the language. But I, really, I saw this and I thought this would be perfect for this, for this opportunity. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. 
Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And then in Hebrews 3.12, it says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. You remember those things, so you wear this breastplate properly so it doesn't slip. So it doesn't fall. Because there are people who are going to try to fool you with some pretty sounding topics. They're going to use words like love and tolerance when they make these discussions. And if you're not in that word, if you're not using that breastplate wisely, you know, they could fool you. Because they're going to twist all this and they're going to make it sound pretty. Because I'll tell you, sin looks good. Because if it didn't look good, people wouldn't fall for it. So keep studying. The third piece he gives you, he says to shod your feet. Shod your feet. You know, put this on your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What does gospel mean? Good news, right? The good news, the good word. And if you want to walk like Jesus, where do you find it? It's there. That's where you'll find it. You'll find it in the word. Next, we have the shield of faith which is able to quench all fiery darts the wicked one will send against you. When the enemy attacks, and he's going to, just remember, Genesis 15, 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Proverbs 30, 50, 35, every word of God is pure. He is a shield through those who put their trust in him. This spring, I decided through much conferencing with God to resign from teaching after 32 years. I'm one year away from full retirement for teaching. Not, you know, Social Security retirement. But I'm one full year away from doing that. Uh, Got paid really well to do what I do. Uh, People like me. Uh, We've got a lot of good things going on. But, you know, God said, you know, it's time to go. And back in April, people were asking, well, how do you feel about this? How are you doing? I said, I'm great. I haven't felt better. I just have faith and trust in him that wherever he leads, I will follow. But the last thing I always said was this, but it's not August yet. <laughs> and I go into May, Wonderful. 
June rolls through, still feeling great, feeling good, just trusting. I'm applying for stuff everywhere. Nothing's happening. I found out through June and July that nobody wants to hire an old teacher. Yeah, it's funny, somebody laughed at me. You're old? <laughs> well, to certain people. Uh, I cost too much money. They don't want to hire me. I'm applying at other places because I really, for the first time in my life, I have no idea where I'm going. I have no idea where I'm headed. We get into August about, here we are, just the Sunday after I was here the first time. I started getting rejection letters, you know, from places. Places that I'm more than qualified to do the work there. People aren't returning uh, calls. I'm getting a lot of darts thrown at me. And I forgot to use my shield because I started listening and feeling you know, pretty low. The one thing, good thing I remember to do was I got these great people on Facebook who keep posting uh, wonderful scripture. And I'd see that every day. And I still was reading my Bible every day. And it finally, every day, God's going, faith, faith. Faith. And he waited a while. And when I finally made this one step in faith, I made a phone call to a very wise woman named Marilyn. And it put me, put me right again. All of a sudden, everything just started opening up. All these doors started opening up. I still have no idea where I'm going yet. <laughs> I do have a job next Friday. It doesn't pay really well. I'd be making less than my son who works at Pace Dairy. You know, uh, that's okay. Because I have that faith that he will be my strength and shield. You know, I'm carrying that around again. You know, for a while I forgot about it, but he was patient with me. The fifth piece is the helmet of salvation. It protects the mind. It is the command station, if you will. If your head's damaged, the rest of your body armor isn't going to do much good with you lying there. Your salvation is secured. You're saved. I'd love to go into more details. That's a sermon for another time. You need to strap on that helmet of salvation. And remember these words in 2 Corinthians, English Standard Version. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. There's a lot of people out there with three letters next to their name, Ph.D., a lot of us believe it's called piled hip deep. 
And they always talk about, you know, this, how belief in God's a crutch and how God isn't real and, and, and they use all kinds of explanations and they're very wise in their own counsel and they're very wise in their own eyes. There's even television shows about it and I like watching one of them, The Big Bang Theory, where Sheldon's always mocking his mother, you know, and that's a sermon for another time. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of stuff out there in the world. And if you don't get that helmet on, it's amazing what can penetrate the mind. What you can fall, what you start believing, what you start questioning. But you, you got to hold on to those thoughts that Christ gave us, that are reinforced from God. Finally, it's my favorite one, is take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's the only offensive weapon. You know that? Everything else is defensive. But it's the only one you need. The word of God. The only one you need. And how do you take care of that weapon? Through practice. You've got to practice it. Sorry, Alan Iverson, for those of you who know him. Yes, practice makes a difference. That's why your career ended a little early. Practice. Yeah. You know, you got to hone it. You got to sharpen it. You got to oil it. And even though I practice, I still know that if anything good happens when I'm using the word of the Lord, I know it's because of the Spirit. Now, I want to take you back a little bit. We've been talking about the word here because it's very vital about the word. To the time of Solomon. Solomon was commanded to build the temple. He was given uh, very great responsibilities on how to build the temple. They were very exacting commands to follow. And after its completion, it took seven years to complete, and after its completion and construction, he gathered all the leaders of Israel, all the great men of Israel, and brought them there, and they processed to the temple. And what was being processed into the temple? Yeah. You can go ahead and say it louder so everybody can hear it. Yeah, see, I'm a teacher. I can't help it. I, you're, if I'm in front of you, I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> and I'm one of those people that will sit there until you answer it. <laughs> I'm not one of those teachers that... If you're in school, you can even do this in college. It works. But you can tell, tell him it's true. If your teacher asks a question, count how many seconds it takes for her to answer it. It's usually less than three. Your best teachers won't do that. They'll wait. Anyway, side note, another sermon. All right. So we're getting back to the temple. And they're pro processing to the temple and leading the way is the ark. And what's inside the ark? You know? The stone tablets. The word of God is in that ark. And that's the only thing that's in that ark. The word of God. Now if you permit me, when the priest uh, placed the ark into the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and it says here in verse 10, and it came to pass when the priest came out of the holy place and the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled 
the house of the Lord. When they put the word of the Lord into the temple, his glory filled the temple. Now, I know this temple's filled with the word. You know how I know that? I went back there after church into the, you call it fellowship hall, kitchen, Sunday school room, whatever. I don't know what you call it. The, excuse me? All the above. All the above. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And on the whiteboard was all the scripture that I had for the lesson that week. And it said, read this. And I was like, wow, that's cool. They're preparing themselves. Because, you know, I, you know I, it's not like that everywhere. And I'm not, I'm not going to talk about other places. That's another thing. But I am going to say this. What happens when you leave this temple where the word's at? What happens? Because it says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. And later on in the same, chat, uh, in the same book, Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Oh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Remember that? You were bought by the body and the blood, right? Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. What are you filling your temple with? What are you doing when you walk out of the store? This is one hour. There are seven days. There are 24 hours a day. What are you doing to protect that temple? What are you filling? Is God filling? Your temple. That's because when you invite that word in, there's no room for the other stuff. You don't have to worry about those arrows flying around. I should take my own advice. Right? You don't have to worry about that because you got that. And that's what got me out of it. Sure enough, always does. Because remember, the devil is wily. He's going to come at you when you're most vulnerable, just like me last week. How's that my most vulnerable? And it's not just because of that, because it says there, right up there, Matthew 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You'll throw a lot of things at you here at the end. The truth, his word is truth. John 17, 17. Righteous. That breastplate, righteous. Your words are righteous forever. 
the gospel on your feet. I am the light of the world. He who walks with me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. For your shield, you are my hiding place, my shield. I put my hope in your word. Salvation, having been born again through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And the word, for the word of God is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword. Yeah. So go stand at the temple, court. Go stand at the temple and tell the people the full message of this new life. Amen. Amen.